Hey, welcome to Sam and Ross Like Things, episode, what is it, 16? It's got to be 16. 16, wow. Four squared. Our podcast could drive in some states if they met certain basic requirements. Certain basic requirements. And probably in some states you'd even have to have another licensed podcaster in the passenger seat. So we'll have to arrange that for next time. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Uh, So we've got a little bit of follow-up from our last episode. Yes. Um... First, let me get this one out of the way. Yeah. It's Drake follow-up. Of course, Drake Watch. Drake Watch 2K16. Uh, Drake released with... I should have looked this up and put it in the show notes, but I forgot. It's uh, uh, an emerging artist on the SoundCloud that's about to have a real album drop. And her name is some sort of play on Bilbo Baggins, I'm pretty sure. Whoa. Yeah, cool, right? Uh, But she has a, a cover with Drake of Nico's These Days. First of all, Nico's amazing. Second of all, Drake's amazing. And so Drake <laughs> singing Nico is double amazing. So check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Well, we actually won't put the link in the show notes because it was leaked and then it was removed. So you'll just have to wait until the oh, album Oh, it went out. away? Yeah, it's gone. You can't listen to it anymore. Whoa. Yeah. Should have gotten on it when the link was hot, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but, so that was Drake Watch. We can move Drake on to, to real things now. Um, from several episodes ago, uh, my, the Henrico County Public Library's copy of House of Leaves has made its way to me. Did you look at it? I have read the the bit that happens before the numbers start going up. Oh, so I don't okay. know what you'd call that. So it's part of the book. Yeah. Uh, but it's like got Roman numerals instead of page numbers. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I like, do. So I read that last night. Okay. And my spouse said, are you reading that right before bed? I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> I'm into it. I think, though, and part of it, like you know, with this book, it flat out says, like, you're going to like read a little bit of this at a time and pick it up and put it down and it's going to mess with your brain. And so I might need to not work off the library's copy. Yeah. It might take you, you might have to do the, the don't they, you have like 14 days or something. What's the, oh, and, and then renew. Okay. Right. If nobody else wants it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about it, but even that little bit of stress oh. of like, I've got a time limit. Yeah. Diminishes might, the experience. Right. Uh, so big follow up. Big follow up. We went and had unagi don at Akita. It was amazing. And it was delicious. It was delicious. Um, so uh, we went uh, to Akita, as you said. Um, it is the first time I've been to their new location, which looks almost exactly like yeah. inside this their old location. Oh yeah, hilariously, they closed the old location, moved to a different part of town, opened in a new location, and everything is exactly the same. Yeah. But uh, they have an unagi don lunch special, which comes with soup and salad. Soup and, and salad and yeah. unagi don. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I thought it was delicious. I thought, you know what? I thought you were very astute in your um, texture observation. Mm-hmm. The texture is super good. It is not slimy. No. It is buttery, maybe? I don't know what it is. It's a good texture, though. Yes. It's good. It feels good. Feels good. Yeah. And we've got, I should have some pictures. Uh, oh on yeah, the, on the show notes. Wonderful pictures, which will be at uh, salmonrosslikethings.com and at the top, at the very at top, at the very top. Um, yeah, that's our follow up. So Ooh. Ross, we have a very special episode this week. What is new about uh, this week's episode? So this week, instead of liking two disparate and distinct things, we shall like together as one flesh, one thing. Uh, Slightly different fleshes. Okay, thank you. Together as two different separate fleshes, we'll be liking one single thing together. Correct. And that thing is 
iPads. iPads. So uh, you may not know this, but sometimes two friends like the same thing. Crazy. I know. Um, and one of the things that Ross and I both happen to enjoy, it seems like way more than... Is uh, healthy. No. Normal. Way more than, say, our peers. And mm. certainly there is defi- there's definitely a feedback loop yeah. associated with this, is using our iPads for as much of our computing life as possible. Yeah. Um, um, why don't you... So I've been using... I guess, what, do you want to start with what kind of iPads we have, where we sure. come from? Let's, let's do the origin stories. Origin stories. So I had a really old MacBook for a long time, and it got mm-hmm. really old and hard to use. And then simultaneously, I had a medium new iPad, and I started shifting more of my work from the old MacBook to the new iPad because it was just a faster machine. Um, and I which turned, is crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah, we live in the future, man. Like this thing is a thing from, you know, it's a, what are the things from Star Trek called those little data pads? This is what those are, and we have them just laying around our houses now. Um, but anyway, so I started doing more and more work on mine, and I turned out to really like it. And when it got to the point where like my MacBook really could no longer do work because it was slow, uh, I just decided to upgrade my iPad instead and make that my primary place of work, living. It's really my primary digital place, like work and life and play or whatever. Anything digital now happens on my iPad, which is an iPad Air 2. Awesome. Yes. Um, I have been an Apple guy forever. I often will buy whatever their newest toy is. And when the first iPad came out, I like pre-ordered it. And I pre-ordered the one with cellular. Yeah. And it took a, it, that one shipped a month later. So everybody else had their <laughs> iPad toys. And um, I didn't have mine yet. And as soon as I got it, the limitations of the device made it a more pleasurable thing to use for whatever I needed. So you mean, you mean like, so at the time, like there was, you know, it could only run one real app at a time. Yeah. And the act of having to switch, it was good for my brain. Meaning, all right, I'm writing now in the writing app. If I need to go into Safari to look something up, I have to press a button. I can't just like tab over. Now some of this has changed as multitasking has gotten added to it, but just the idea of, there's nothing between me and the thing I'm doing right now. The iPad becomes the thing you're doing. The thing I'm doing. Yeah, cool. Um, and so I got that first iPad and took it everywhere with me, and have gone from that one to I'm on my third iPad. I think I'm on my third. I think I, I had a, an original. Yeah. A four, and now this one. So I as as the same as you. We have I think the. Ident- most identical iPad Air 2s. Yeah. It makes me happy to use mm-hmm. in a way that uh, I haven't experienced in a while. As KonMari would say, Marie Kondo, she would say, it sparks joy. It sparks joy, where it's not to say that everything I have to do on it, you know, is a joy-sparking task. Like, I still, you know, I pay my bills on it. Right. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. particularly uh-huh. enjoy paying my bills, but... Doing it on this particular tool for me is more pleasurable than like going to my laptop and opening it up and uh, paying my bills. Yeah, I, I think, and this this sounds dumb maybe, but um, I think no hedging. The, yeah, no hedging allowed over here. The I think the thing that first for me where I was like, oh, this is different, is it's it's not a vertical device. Like when you're, you, and this sounds real weird. When you're not, when you're using it, it's mostly parallel to the ground 
or semi like semi parallel mm-hmm. to the ground. Yeah. And so there's something different about using a device that does not create a physical barrier between you and the rest of the room. Yes. Like if you're on the couch at home or if you're in the office on the on a, in a chair, something about having a device that sits parallel to the ground makes you less of a shut off computer nerd. Yep, and even, somehow. and even if it's on a table because the the screens are a little bit bigger, like you are like if you're taking notes on it or you got a stylus and you're drawing on it, it looks like you're taking notes. It looks like you have a notepad. Yes. And whereas a laptop would have that physical barrier of like, I am hiding my test answers behind this screen. No, it just looks like I'm taking notes. Right. And then people are like, okay, he's taking notes. And they can even look and see what's on my screen and see that I'm not playing a game or something like Isn't that. Isn't that so weird where like you're in a meeting, slight, slight tangent, you're in a meeting and if you have a digital device, you are somehow not paying attention. And I think it's maybe related to the thing you said about how iPads provide a place for a single-minded focus, kind of, because mm-hmm. you can only do one sort of thing. Previously, your digital devices, like a computer, everyone just assumes you're like mind-sweeping over here, you're IMing over here, and you're like taking notes in the middle, and yeah. so you're not really paying attention. And even today, like, I've been slowly starting to use my iPhone at church to take notes at church, and I feel like a terrible person. Like, I feel like everyone's like, look at that guy over there texting at church it's like no guys i'm just typing into my but they can see your like yeah they can so, see your screen like it's hard to hide with an ipad yeah well not necessarily hide but like you can't if you have an ipad out people know you're using it and they can pretty much tell what you're using it for yeah which is nice yeah. I, and i think that was one of the early things that i was like wait a second i could just do this as my thing my main thing uh i'm curious ross um how you mentioned how the, where the, the device sort of lives in relation to the rest of the world. How about uh, the size of the device and how it fits into, you know, your awesome Timbuktu bag? Yeah, which how, we discussed. How, how we'll it... put, the, put the link in the show notes to the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have the, the regular, I guess now there's three sizes, but I have the medium one, uh, which is 9.7 inches or something. Is that right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it is... An amazing. I, I think it, it works great for the size of my hands because I can hold it in two hands and thumb type across the whole keyboard. Yeah, I can so do like, that too. I can walk around and type on it. So that's one thing. Like, I pace with it. Yeah, and I think with this, with the, it's hard. I think with any bigger device, the big iPad Pro, it would be hard to type in that fashion. I'm skeptical of that. But the size is like, you know, it's like a tiny little notebook is the size. So you can throw it in your bag, mm-hmm. really any size bag. You know, you can, it's small enough where you can just put it in a case and carry it in your hand as if you were like an English Oxford student walking mm-hmm. to class, you know, with books under your yeah. your thing or whatever. I equate it to like a, a, carrying a legal pad. Yeah, a legal pad, totally. So like I went last night to my kid's school and there was a presentation and I just bring my iPad with me most anywhere. Just um, in case. Just Well, not even just in case, but like you to like take notes or like what I, what I would bring a legal pad or a pad of paper for. Yeah. I would... St- bring an iPad for. Now, that's not to say I would never use a piece of paper, but uh, I would it's just, never use a piece of paper. it's so light, it, it weighs the same as the paper yeah. would, and it fits into my life. So why not? It's, it's, it's of a size that why not just bring it? Yeah, and, and the specific size that I have, and I think you might get this with the smaller size too, is like I love, it's small enough to carry around my entire house. So, yeah. like, I take it to work, yeah. I set it on my desk, I have a little stand at desk, and I have a little keyboard, uh, and I do my work. But when I go home, it just follows me around the house. Like, it's small enough where 
sit, I come bring it over to the couch and I hang out on the couch and then I take it over to like the kitchen to look up a recipe and like it's what I read comics on and it's what I read comics to my son like when he's going to bed mm-hmm. so I bring it up into his bed and we read comics there so oh, it's like great. ultra portable the bigger I'm so skeptical about the bigger one which we can maybe talk later or whatever but like anything bigger and I feel like you would start to feel like you're um you're carrying around like a like you know when you see when you're driving through VCU and you see those poor like first year art students and they have those giant portfolio <laughs> things and yeah. they're like having to walk to class with these huge things it's so awkward that's what I feel like anything bigger would be and just the perfect size of this 9.7 inch device or whatever makes me feel cool and not awkwardly bumbly with a huge thing you know I hear you the iPad feels like the future we were promised of like just electronic paper everywhere. yeah where it's like, oh, I've got this screen with me, and it can be whatever I want it to be. And so, like you said, like you carry it around, you read your kid comics on it, and then you do, you go play games on it, or you listen to music, or you do some writing, yeah. or um, whatever. Do you um, do you use yours at home a lot? I do. It is it is the device I use for I would say ninety five percent of the things I use a computing device for. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone really exists to push notifications to my watch and to make emergency calls and texts. Right. And then anything of substance really gets done or even stuff not of substance gets done on the iPad. And then I've got, uh, specific tasks that are designated just for the Mac. And so I've got a list, uh, in OmniFocus that's just like, these are Mac things. When you get around to being on a Mac, uh, which can be, you know, maybe once a week, like do these six things because you can only do them on the Mac and that list is getting smaller. And so, or not only do them on the Mac, but it is just easier to do. Yeah. It, al- it, it almost feels like errands. You know, you have your like, list of errands to do right. when you're out and it's like, oh, I got to go to the bank, got to go to the post office. That's where like those Mac tasks have like become in my life. It's like, right. okay, I've got, I'm out. I'm out at the bank slash Mac. Might as well right. do that other stuff. And it's entirely my love of this one thing has made this other thing feel like a chore. Yeah. And it, (laughs) I notice based on how much I like my iPad that it has changed how I look at other devices in my life. Mm, Interesting. By converting all my, all the things I do to be able to do them on the iPad. Now, like I can get all my work done anywhere. Like we went to Brooklyn recently for a basketball tournament and it's not, I don't have to bring a separate computer. I don't have to worry about like, Oh, am I going to be able to do this from Brooklyn? This part of my Mm -hmm. job since I know I can do everything from my iPad, I can do everything from literally inside the basketball arena, which is so cool. Like, right. I had a day of just doing my regular job inside the basketball arena because I can do it all from this little thing that I just carried in my hand. And I'll, and I'll add to that, which just because you can do everything the way it is designed that the screen becomes whatever you're doing. Like, I never feel tempted if I'm at home reading comics that I should be in my work email. Yeah, because it's not like a little thing bouncing. It's just you know, I'm a, I'm a, that's things. like that like works against not against me, but like I find it to be so engrossing where like it really does become a comic book or whatever that it's easy mm-hmm. for me to just not check my OmniFocus or whatever thing. Like I think it, if I was working on a computer, I would do more things at home, which is not necessarily a good thing, but right. it, it is very enveloping. I think when you get sucked into comics or sucked into a movie or whatever, it just kind of well, fades not, away. Not that you should be doing those things, but that I find the iPad makes it easier for me to say, okay, I'm at my office now 
I'm going to hit this button and go into this mode. And yeah. I'm at home now. I hit this button and I'm in comic book mode. Yeah. And it, um, that line blurs a little bit more for me when I'm on a Mac and I can just right. and almost muscle memory my way into things. Um, one thing I want to hear about from you is uh, there's a, using an iPad is not perfect. And some of the things you would need to do um, might be more cumbersome than on another device. And one of the things you've done is a lot of uh, figuring out how to automate things. Yeah. That on a, say on a Mac, you wouldn't have bothered to automate. Yeah. But because you're on the iPad, you're like, I'm going to spend the hour and automate this so I never have to do it again. Yeah, I, I like how you put it in the show notes here. You said forced automation and workflows for those things that are cumbersome but end up saving time. I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but I think you're right. Like, I do have a lot of automation stuff set up using like a couple different tools, um, which I can mention later, I guess. But I think you're exactly right in that because they were cumbersome enough on the iPad to force me to automate them, I'm now way quicker at stuff than I ever was on a Mac. And like using a Mac now, I'm like, what, how, what do I even, how do I even work over <laughs> here? Like, how do you live? How do you like do anything? Um, and so uh, most of my job of running RV News just deals with text, like writing stories. And images. Editing stories, editing images, all that, like basically the like inner workings of a digital magazine, right? And the iPad's like pretty perfect for that. And so I have a lot of things that like format text this way or strip text out of this thing and stick them into this thing. And all that stuff is so much easier now that I just tap one button and it goes do 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 It does all the things rather than on a Mac, I would have like selected and copied and pasted. And blah, right, blah, you blah. wouldn't have taken the time to automate it, even though if you had bothered to automate it on the Mac, it would have saved you the time too. Yeah, totally. And so did you approach this as, oh, I'm going to challenge to see if I can do this on the iPad or was it the motivation of you just liked using your iPad? I think it was a little, little of both. Okay. Um, maybe in in the third thing of like my computer got real old and crappy. Like yeah. the computer okay. be- started to become a stumbling block of forward progress, and then it was like, well, how much is it? How much do I hate having to bring home the computer every day from work, and the iPad? And then it was like, well, maybe I can just leave the computer at the office and just bring home the iPad. And then I was like, well, wait a second, maybe I can just do all this stuff that I can normally do at home or wherever, you know, on the weekend and not like the big step was, Oh, I'm not bringing the MacBook home anymore at night, stayed at the office. And then it's like, when an emergency happened, will you be able to deal with it or not? And then the second big step, have any emergencies happened that you were able to deal with? Yeah. So, well now I can deal with everything, but like at the time there were things that I was like, uh, Valerie, can I use your computer for like a hot second? Um, and then the second step was like, can I leave the computer at work for a whole weekend? Wow. And then now the computer just sits closed on the floor in my office. So the challenge wasn't like, I'm going to make my life harder so I can <laughs> right, use right. an iPad. It was, <laughs> I like using the iPad, so let me see if I can figure out how to do this. Yeah, and it was even maybe like the, the same feeling I get when I automate a thing to make it easier. I wanted to, auto, I wanted to make easier not bringing home a computer. Mm-hmm. Because like I ride a bike a lot of times, and, yeah. and like it is so nice to put an iPad in. It's, it's like a wonderful cloud in your yeah in your backpack or whatever. It just you don't have a giant anchor weighing you down. Mm-hmm. Talking about the sizes, so they now have the new super big iPad. Yeah, the it, the medium, large, and do small. Do you think? And this is just fun because we like talking about it. Do you think if you had infinite funds, which if you're interested in uh, sending the show money, yeah, <laughs> you can send us. Uh, to my P.O. Box. <laughs> You're not supposed to mail cash, but you could mail iPads. You could mail a check. Oh, you can mail checks, totally. Yeah. 
Um, it's fully not tax deductible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's fully taxed. It is fully <laughs> taxed. Um, do you think you would have a giant iPad that you just left at work if you had resources where wherever you went, you just had an iPad screen? Of Dude, the right I, size? I think about this all the time, and I don't think. I mean, I know you stipulate already infinite funds. Right. It just seems crazy, though, to have an iPad that sits at the office and remains there, and then an iPad at home that also remains there. Well, no, you would carry the, the iPad with carry you. It's kind of like your laptop, and then you'd have, like, a desktop at your office. That's what I th- – I mean, I envision that. Yeah. It just seems – Or eventually you get to the point where, like, you m- paint your wall out of iPad paint. Yeah. That seems that seems more, more uh, efficient. It just seems wasteful to have – an iPad that just sits alone at night at your office. I would feel bad about that. You'd I feel think. bad for the iPad? For the iPad, yeah. Because yeah. um, you'd probably have given the iPad a name. Dude, I was thinking the other day in the same vein of when my bike got stolen and yeah. when I left my bag. What would happen if that iPad What if happened to this specific iPad? And I was like, dang, man, we've been through a lot. And like, I don't know. I would feel real feeling. And it's all like in the cloud or whatever. So it would be totally 100% replaceable. Right. You could hit like, that with a hammer and it, you would have the exact same iPad within yeah. an hour after you got a replacement but it, yeah well what's your answer to the question it, like what would your preferred if you like want to be ipad in your life most of the time what how do the sizes impact your life if you were an infinite billionaire i'm a scrooge mcduck oh well i would have one of everything or maybe multiple versions of everything because i'm scrooge mcduck and i can have a your like you your said, thing of um, money your my money, of money would not be filled with money it'd be filled <laughs> with ipads uh, i i don't know because i don't have unlimited funds i haven't had time to play with the big one enough to know like what but yeah. that's the thing like if i could rent one for a week i use the dang pencil so one of the things yeah. for people who are either normal people that don't read about and think about ipads all the time or you have lived under a rock or in a cave apple has this new pencil and it's like a stylus that you can use on the screen and you can write and stuff and it has like palm detection so you just rest your hand on it and you can color and draw and oh, write that's great and like this thing is unbelievable. I was at the Apple store buying a sweet new pink band for my watch, and I used it. My, my seven-year-old son was there. Fascinating. We were, like, trying it out, right? So we were, like, doodling around, and it was mind-blowingly accurate and instantly, like, I think, any, I think you should not touch it if you don't want to buy it. Got it. Because it is amazing. And I gave it to my son to, like, draw with, and he did the, like, hover hand thing. Like, he knows already, like, you can't set your hand on a screen if you want to draw it. And I was like, dude, just put your hand down. Like, you can do it. And he was like, I don't – he, like, didn't understand that it was even an option, um, which I thought was interesting. But anyway, the pen, th- the pen thing, man, I don't know what I would use it for because I don't do a lot of drawing. But, like, yeah. I have to have one. Like, have I have to have one. one. It is so good. And same with um, keyboards. So I've got a little portable – it's a Logitech Keys2Go keyboard that – I bring with me because it weighs like nothing and it has a battery life of like a year. It's amazing. I was um, playing with it before we came <laughs> in here and I, I, it feels real nice to type on. But um, I only use it like when I'm going to be sitting at a desk for a little while, which isn't all the time. And honestly, like, the, the writing I do for RVA News, I will almost almost, <laughs> almost always do it thumb typing. Yeah. I mean, or, that's what I do. Or tapping on the screen. Like mm-hmm. I'm a glass tapper uh-huh. for life. So I have the keyboard. It's nice for certain occasions, but by no means am I like trying to recreate a laptop yeah and, that, and this is my biggest concern with the big one the big ipad is that 
I do not think I would. I think it's too wide for me to be able to thumb type on. And honestly, a lot of my iPad time is spent reclined on a couch, like oh, a yeah. hedonist bot. Upside down. Yeah. yeah, wherever. And like, I don't think that you can be as hedonist bot-y with the big one. I think it wants you to either set it on your lap or have no. a stand on a desk or something. And like, psh, man, I don't spend a lot of time in those positions. I'm like a, I'm a chillaxed, relaxed. Well, I've seen you in, in your office environment. You do yes. have portions of your day when you were at a desk yeah. going through work and and going like back said, to the the if like it, if it didn't feel like such of a waste yeah. right Th- and that's have, what i dream like the right. big one with the keyboard and then i don't know i guess it's big enough where you could sit on it as if it were, were a chariot like heat in a spot and someone could mm-hmm. like carry you around on it i do want to talk just briefly about there is in case you weren't aware kind of an ipad culture out there um some of the places I like to read or listen about iPads, there's a site called, uh, I guess, ironically now, Mac Stories, which yeah. has a lot of iPad stuff. Um, and there's also a guy, his name is CGP Gray. You might have seen some of his videos. This is the guy when you talk about a money bin full of iPads. Like On his podcast, Cortex, which we'll put in the show notes, he talks about like he's got redundant iPads. He like, just, I, I was listening to it on my way here and he's now re- reduced to just three iPads. Just three. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he, that, I don't think that included the redundant iPads. Oh, it might not. Right. So I, three so maybe, active so maybe iPads. So maybe it's six. Right. Because for him, it's two, two is one, one is none. Yeah. So uh, just check if you're interested, there is like a whole level of nerdery that exists around people who like iPads a lot. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think that can be off-putting. Like, this is my this is the problem. You can talk to my wife yeah. and people who know me. Uh, my I'm annoying because I get really into a thing, and then I want to talk about a lot. This is exactly why this podcast exists because I get into <laughs> yeah. a thing and I can't stop talking about it. Uh, and I I've learned like it's I'm a feared sometimes that like I think people who could most benefit from iPads, I've overwhelmed their iPad receptors. Because right. you're so excited. Because <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, no, and, just, like, I'm not trying to tell you what you're doing is wrong. It's not, but I've been doing this thing, and it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's the, if somebody like sells you on a movie too hard, it could be the best movie in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I worry about that too. So, so I say that just to preface, if, you're, if you want to dip into the iPad culture, don't let it plug up your iPad receptors. Mm-hmm. Because it's you can you can start real easy, yes, and then kind of go deep after that. Uh, we could probably talk another several episodes about iPads. Oh, easily. We'll see if we do. Um, but in in the meantime, it's time for listener mail. Do do do. Listener mail. We should get a rap horn, rap air horn. So, uh, longtime listeners of the show will know that I have a PO box. It is PO box. <laughs> there's nine. There's nines and fives and fours. And maybe a three in it. Two five nine one four. Boom! That was so close. Richmond, Virginia, two three two six zero. So, uh, if you'd like to mail the show, uh, send it to Sam and Ross like things care of that uh, at that PO box, and mark okay to read. And we got a postcard of of a statue. Uh, is it a statue or is it a tombstone? It is a sculpture of a Brooklyn Brook Green Gardens. Oh. Uh, that's better because I thought it was originally like in uh, South Carolina, like a in memoriam thing. So this is a postcard from my mom. Yes, and it is okay to read. And she says that uh, next time she visits RVA, she wants to visit Texas Beach and poke the ground with a stick. Sounds wonderful. Which great. And she, uh, 
has high praise for your questioning skills. My questioning skills? Yes, your oh. ability to ask probing Thank questions. Thank you. Can, can I know your mom's name, or is, is that secret? Oh, her name is Susan Davies. Oh, well, I think, thank you, Susan. Yep. And if you'd like to send mail, uh, send it to our P.O. box. That'd be, that'd be super fun. Yeah, super fun. I had... Um, I had one small, you know, sometimes I like to throw an additional like mini like. Yeah, mini like. I, I watched the trailer, to the teaser trailer today to the new Star Wars film, Rogue One, that's coming out mm-hmm. in December. Whoa, boy. Mm-hmm. That thing is a thing that I like. In case you haven't heard about it on the internet when this ships, there there's a trailer for Star Wars. <sighs> and it is appealing. I guarantee you no one's going to be talking about it. No one. Hey, listen! I sent it to two people today, and they were like, "Hmm, what?" I didn't see it. You sent it to me too. Yeah, yeah there like, you go. Whoa! It is pretty amazing. So that's a mini thing I like for this week. Excellent. So uh, you can find show notes for this episode again at salmonrosslikethings.com. Uh, it'll be at the top. And Ross, where can people find you on on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at r o s s c a t. R-O-W. I was trying to make a joke and think of like what other... Oh, you can find me on Ello. Remember Ello? An Ello joke. <laughs> they keep sending me emails. I know. I get them all the time. Ello still exists. I'm probably at Ross Catron on Ello too. Probably. You can send me a... An Ellogram. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? I'm, I'm at Mr. Beefy on Twitter. Cool. And uh, we love doing the show. Uh, see you guys in a fortnight. Bye.